Dude, oh my god. Okay, hello, this is Nicole Vanessa helping you become the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Disclaimer, if your feelings get hurt, I'm sorry, but they might, they might. Anyways, um, also another disclaimer, I will be talking about like um, abusive relationships. So if that triggers you, seriously, please don't listen to it. Um, okay, there's so much going on right now. Holy shit. Okay, it is breakup motherfucking season. It really is. I feel like there was like a specific breakup day, to be honest, just one single day where it all went to absolute shit. Like, in a good way, though, if it can be a good way, you know. Um, also, I now have <laughs> I now have a cat. So if you hear her purring, you're welcome. I hope you get like a little serotonin boost, you know. Um, so yeah, let's get down to this freaking breakup thing because it is a mess. I literally just got a text from my sent from my friend, and she was like, "Uh huh, I'm going into the army," and I'm like, "What? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Why would you do that? Why why would you do such a funny thing?" And she goes, it's already done. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? She's like, the, the papers are signed. So what the fuck? Let's start there. What the fuck? <sighs> Anyways, one of my best friends, one of my best friends, she just had a breakup. Um, I may bring her up on here because I do want to do like a little thing with her. Um, but I want to talk about it. I want to talk about how proud I am over it like this breakup this relationship not to get into like her details <laughs> as I'm literally about to tell you details so her relationship was like two and a half years literally just over two and a half years and this man sucks if he hears it you know who you are and you fucked up you fucked up so bad I don't like she's so hot she's so hot I'll fucking date her you know so I don't know Maybe you're gay. Maybe you're gay. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, she is absolutely living her best life. And this guy treated her like absolute fucking shit. And I was there. She called me or she texted me and she goes, hey, so we're breaking up. And I was like, like when? And she goes, no, literally like two minutes ago. And I just started work. And I was like, oh, so he's not good at timing either. So that was really really horrible but I saw her after work and it was so good because like she just like her whole like demeanor just like was so bubbly and so airy and I was like oh my gosh I'm seeing so many like parallels between this relationship and between me and my ex's relationship so little backstory we're gonna get a little personal um my ex um, he is a trip to say the least. He is a trip. Um, but when him and I broke up, it was kind of like more so a relief than I was even sad about it. Like I was not sad about it at all. Hold on. My cat wants to play with my keys. We can't do that. We can't do that. Um, so you know what? Eventually I'll get a chair that doesn't squeak. Eventually I'll get a microphone that works, but this is what we're dealing with and this is okay. So just thank you. 
Um, anyways, so yeah, what was I saying? We all have a good ADHD moment. Um, yeah, so when we broke up, I literally remember being more relieved than I was upset. I was like, oh my god, like, I even saw this, like, fucking TikTok video about it where it's like this girl dropped and broke a plate. And instantly she got super anxious. She got, like, you know, start her heart started beating fast like literally starts profusely sweating over this broken plate and within seconds her friend is like laughing and in her head she was like oh you mean you're not gonna yell at me for hours and make me cry and question my existence and that's like literally kind of what it is and so I was talking to my friend about it and I was like yeah I mean you don't understand well I guess hopefully a majority of people won't understand this but if you do I'm sorry and I hope that you know that it does get better but it's like when you get to live your life normally and just literally existing without having to like apologize for making a simple mistake or an accident like like it's like very difficult to kind of have that switch be like okay I can exist without having any consequences for making accidents or you know uh not even like a bad choice but just like a single choice because when you're in an abusive relationship if you make a choice that just even a little bit leans outside of this guy's little dick energy like comfort zone like he will make all hell break loose like, your dick is that fucking small. Your ego, like, I can't, I cannot. Like, it's so sad because these shitty men take control over such, like, powerful women. And it's like, whenever you break up with them, whenever they break up with you, whatever, like, <laughs> this girl will literally turn into a fucking goddess. Like, dark feminine energy like all the fucking way like being so unapologetic for who you are like I fucking love to see it I love to see it like it was just like so rewarding seeing her just so happy and like we were being able to like laugh and like it was us and a group of friends like it was just all of us like having a good time and just like honestly low-key shit talking this guy so she could realize like hey hey bestie don't go back to him let's not do that (laughs) like that's not fun or cute and I was like it's just sad because me and her mom bonded over it I was like it's just so like it's crazy because like it's it shouldn't be like when you break up like people are literally congratulating you she says that she says that all the time she's like you know it was a bad breakup when like people are literally congratulating you and I was like no it's crazy how like much of a parallel I can see between my old relationship and this fucking breakup and it's just like it's so good because I didn't have anyone by my side to like help me and it it's really like rewarding and that's one thing that I really like have such a drive and such a passion for is to help women overcome their shitty abusive toxic relationships like 
we this is not the era to accept the bare minimum this is not the era to like literally accept being fucking mediocre like he's not even doing the bare fucking minimum he's not so why would you act like he's literally like some god sent fucking gift do you get what i'm saying like why on earth should you ever like cry about a man be sad about a man have new fucking anxieties over a guy like what so specifically with my ex he was a narcissist not was is a narcissist proud one (laughs) proud one and he is also um obviously abusive and toxic and like a great manipulator and so whenever girls get out of a relationship with an abuse uh with an abusive narcissist it's like really difficult to kind of accept that men are nice or can be nice without wanting some exterior motive like the amount of anxiety that you have in a relationship is ridiculous because I remember I would go to sleep fucking crying. I would go to sleep crying next day. Like we would break up so many times, but none of them were fucking real. And it was all just because I had such a horrible attachment to this man because I was like, literally okay first of all first of all let's fucking get into it for a second because i just got riled up i was 17 and this fucker was 22 i was 17 years old and this bitch was 22 and he would always pride himself he's like i'm an alpha man i'm an alpha no the fuck you're not no you're not if you're a bitch just say so if you're a pussy just fucking say so Like, why the fuck? Oh, God. So, (laughs) that should have been, like, my first red flag. He was very much, like, a lot of, um, I hate to say it, but a lot of men will use their religion as a kind of, like, leeway for women to trust them. Be like, okay, I follow this religion, so I'm going to trust you. Because, you know, nothing bad can happen because I believe in this. And it's like, it's such a manipulative tactic. And it's just, it's horrible. It really fucking is. A lot of the fucking breakups that I've seen recently have been with like relationships that, you know, on the outside look perfect. On the outside, it looks great. But if you have one single conversation with a girl, one single conversation about what's really fucking going on, it's like, oh, oh, you needed to break up. You really did. And it's like, it's very like frustrating because whenever I see, because like I wanted to really work on my relationship so I see that also in other women where they're like getting treated so badly they are crying themselves to sleep they're like their husband boyfriend fiance whatever are like saying the most atrocious shit to them and they're like but no because like I love them and I've loved them for so long and I really want to work on it and I really want to fix it 
And as much as I understand, like, something that you need to understand if you're in this situation is that you can't change him. You you can't. And something that helped me is like, okay, fuck. If I was going to have a kid with this guy, then he would treat her the same fucking way. And if he didn't treat her the same way, and he would still treat me the same way, our future daughter, future son would grow up thinking that that's a way to act with a woman or that's the way to be treated. So therefore, they're going to go fucking find that and think that that's love. And it's just not. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't have to be that hard. Love should not be super hard. Love should not be, love shouldn't be effortless. Cool, cool. But love also shouldn't be, be literally breaking your soul like you shouldn't have to beg him for the bare minimum you shouldn't have to beg him to do something that you would like him to do and also like the whole thing where it's like if he wanted to he would yes but also if he doesn't just ask him to do it and if he's a decent man he will And if he only cares about himself and his pleasure and his interest, then he's not going to. And that'll give you an answer within itself. Like, I would, I was literally in the picture perfect relationship, right? I would never talk bad about him. I would never, ever vocalize anything that was going on in our life to anybody because I had this idea that he was literally like a fucking god I was like oh my gosh he like he's like I'm gonna be a millionaire I'm gonna be a billionaire I'm gonna do all this stuff and like he kind of manipulated me into the way where it's like if you want to be with me and have this great life together you need to play the role fucking president president's wife kind of deal it's like picture perfect nothing can happen where anyone can see it like if that makes sense it's like if you're gonna be with me you have to act the fucking part I wasn't allowed to see my family I wasn't allowed to curse I wasn't allowed to hang out with my friends and I wasn't allowed to go out and let alone honestly I wasn't even allowed to have any friends because anyone that I did get to start to talk to like he would immediately talk so much shit about them and be like, you know, if like you really are the five people you surround yourself with and this is who you're surrounding yourself with, who the fuck do you think you're going to be? And I was like, they're they're like, you know, 18, 18, 19 year olds living their life. What the fuck are you talking about? And we would get into such heavy arguments about the most stupid things. And he would comment on my weight. And something that I've also seen is that in specifically like abusive narcissistic relationships, the woman is left feeling like absolutely like literally so ugly that you can't even you're not shit like. 
women's self-worth goes so low in an abusive and toxic and like narcissist relationship that you honestly think you're worthless and i haven't felt that in years and my fucking snapchat memories are like three years ago today and i'm like fuck off literally fuck off and i wasn't allowed to have snapchat so all of my snapchats from like three years ago today it's a three-year gap where i didn't and wasn't allowed to have snapchat until I was like, okay, let me just download it to, like, talk to my friends. But, like, so this is literally just the very beginning of me saying the fucking very beginning of this shit show. And it's really sad because I'm a very understanding person. I almost understand and am extremely understanding to a fucking fault. There's a lot of cursing in this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so I would always make up the most intricate excuses for him. I was like, oh, he was treated this way by his mom and his dad. And he has to deal with these mental issues. And so therefore, you know, I understand like if I did this and I was him, that I would have reacted the same way. And that's just like not true at all. It's just not true at all. And um, whenever I started speaking out about it, some of his friends would like contact me and be like, hey, it's not cool that, you know, every time I go on Instagram, I see that you're talking shit about him. And I was like, I'm not, I've never said his name. You know who he is, but nobody else does. But also like, fuck it if you're still his friend. If you want to be friends with a fucking rapist, cool. If you want to be friends with a fucking narcissist, cool. If you want to be friends knowing that he's using you, fucking cool. I simply just don't want any part of it. And that's okay. And I would kind of explain it this way. He'll be your best friend. He'll be the best friend ever. He'll do the absolute most because... In order for him to get anything back from you, he needs to do things for you, right? If if I'm your friend, we're gonna we're like exchanging goods. You know, I'm like, you can lend me this twenty dollars, I'll give you twenty dollars, I'll pay for your food this time, you can pay for my next time. You know, we are friends. We exchange shit. And when something goes down, it's like, hey buddy, I really need help with this. Are you gonna really say no to your friend? Probably not. Probably fucking not. And like that's something that um, you saw. I think it was in like 2001 with the fucking website. um, Like the most hated man on the internet, whatever. I don't really want to give him any attention. But like that website was very much like intricate and also a shit show. But it started off with the form of hacking where it's like a friend would text a friend on Facebook and be like, hey, I got locked out of my email. Can you please help me? That friend's going to be like, yeah, of course I'll help you. Of course, you're my friend. I know you. I love you. I'm going to help you. And then, bam, they got hacked. Like, that's how his mind works. It's like, okay, if I do this for you and if you like me and if you see that I am consistent with my actions, then whenever I need you, You'll help me because 
there's not a single fucking person in his life that he's not using that he doesn't have for some sort of reason. And, um, I was talking to someone and this was after the fact, this was way after the fact. And they were like, Oh, well, why are you using me? And I told them and they were like, Oh, fuck, that makes sense. And I go, doesn't it? It's almost like I've spent almost three years with this man. And it's almost like I know what I'm talking about. And it's really sad because I've had to like read books, but even reading books about narcissists and abusive relationships is really difficult because I fucking lived through it. And to know that so many other women lived through it is so difficult and disgusting. And so whenever I would post shit, I'd get email, not emails, I'd get DMs being like, oh my God, I was so-and-so. And like, I've been in this situation. Like, thank you so much for speaking out. Thank you so much for like showing me that, you know what, I'm not alone and that I can fucking do it too. And I can glow up and I can change my life and I can get new values and I can just like manifest so much better for myself. And that's why I keep fucking doing it for that one fucking person that messages me and is like, oh, I need to get out of this because I fucking deserve better. Like, my ex would use this word extraordinary. He was like, my future wife is going to be extraordinary. She's going to be so self-disciplined, so self-resilient. So, like, these amazing characteristics, right? And I was like, I want to be all those And then I took another step back and I was like, any woman, any woman that respects herself and loves herself, that's resilient, self-disciplined, self-resilient, like so empowered, she would never fucking date you. And knowing that brings me so much joy to know that he's never going to get that. And the reason why... He probably won't break up with you nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, it has to get to the absolute worst. Even if he cheated, to you that might not be the absolute worst. So something worse has to happen for in your head to stop accepting that into your life. It's not like it's it really is a question of like how much more needs to happen for you to break up with him because In business, they have this term where it's called the foot in the door, right? So if you're like trying to sell something, you're like, hey, can you give me a dollar fifty for this water? They're like, yeah, cool. And then you're like, okay, hey, um, can you give me five dollars for this keychain? Yeah, cool. And then slowly but surely you can work your fucking way up to a more expensive, more I guess, yeah, money-wise, more expensive things, more expensive things. So that's the first thing I thought of when I was looking back at my relationship is the foot in the door. It didn't start off, it didn't get bad instantly. It was, you know, him calling me a bitch and me being like, whoa, maybe he was joking. And he was like, okay, she didn't lash out. She's cool. Calls me a bitch again. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, well, he's already done that before. And I didn't react much differently. Cool. A couple weeks go by. Then he calls me a whore. 
And I'm like, um, okay. And then after he's called me all the fucking names under the book compiled together, then it gets into the actions if it hasn't already been incorporated. Right. So it's like, you know, he screams at me and I get mad and sad and offensive. And then I'm like, oh, but I really like him. Let me go back to him. And it trains your brain for when these fights happen to literally keep going back to you or keep coming back to him because that's what has happened every single time. Any argument, any yelling, anytime he's called you a whore, slut, a bitch, everything, a cunt, literally everything, right? You always go back to him. So in your brain, that is now a habit that you have formed, an attachment that you have formed. And you're like, okay, well, we're only fighting, you know, once a week. And then that turns into, okay, we're only fighting every couple days. And I have come to the terms that, and like not to put my, literally all of my um, personal life out there, but I'm going to, it's therapeutic for me. I have shit to talk about and like, I just need to talk about it with somebody so that that's what this is right now. Um, but seriously, like he would, uh, only use me for sex. So he would say things like, oh my God, every girl would beg to be in this room with me, but you're here instead. Or wow, you can't even get it up. Or wow, you can't even make me come. Or any girl would beg to suck my dick. Like, literally anything. He would say things along those lines, right? And that would make me feel unworthy. And, like, I can't satisfy him. That would make me feel unsexy, unloved, and honestly, like, a piece of shit and worthless. And um, I just kind of accepted it. I was just like, okay, I guess... I guess you're right. Since I can't do it, then it's fine if he goes and looks at other girls while we're together, right? It's okay if he, you know, stays at some girl's house until 4 fucking a.m., right? It's for school, right? And now I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. If you can't get it up, you're fucking gay. If you can't get it up for me, you're gay. Like, I don't, not that being gay is a bad thing, but it's not. (laughs) but that's the truth. If you can't get it up for me, you're gay. Like I, I don't understand what's going on. Like if I can't make you come, then there's something psychologically like wrong with you. Mm, I see how that could be a bit offensive. I, I see how that could be offensive, but that was out of rage and that was out of being mad But honestly, like, he would say these things to take control over me. He would be like, you can't make me come. Any other girl could make me come. Why can't you? I'm like, if you can't fucking come, if I can't make you come, then I don't know what to do. Like, that sounds like a fucking personal problem to me. And I was, so any time we had a fight, it would always end in having sex. 
no matter what. Like, he, even if I didn't want to, even if I was crying, he would do the most fucked up shit. He really fucking would. And it's something about being vulnerable when you're naked <laughs> that really just, like, fed his ego, fed his narcissism. Like, it really gave him everything he needed to get a high off of fucking me while I am in tears. Like, he's truly fucking disgusting. And the reason I'm talking about all this is not so that it's therapeutic, first of all, but it's not for me to, like, absolutely bash him. That's just a plus. The reason I'm doing this is because so many fucking women have to deal with this. So whenever somebody tells you, oh, I was in an abusive relationship, fucking don't take it lightly. Like, literally proceed with caution. Like, there's some things that, like, I can't, I can't do without freaking out a little bit. Like, some, somewhere along the line, some TV show, some scene, whatever, will come up with um, sexual assault. And I'm like, damn, not even a warning, not even a warning, not even like a, like literally nothing. You just like laid it on me like as if I was like this untraumatized human. Like I couldn't do it. I was so shocked. And I always have to like stop it. I have to pause it. I have to like take a second. I have to breathe because I'm like, oh, that is so much trauma. And... I have a therapist and I was telling her how this guy showed up to my gym a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks before I found out that he showed up, right? And I immediately started panicking. I was like, who the fuck does he have access to in this gym that knows me? Or who does he have? Because I'm like, he's at my gym. This gym is 40 fucking minutes away from him. So who does he know? Who does he know? And it was such an unsettling feeling because I was like, now he can literally see me whenever he wants. And I would have no fucking clue. And I was panicking. I really was. I started crying at the gym with my friend and I called him, no response. I literally got manipulated again by him. He was like, this isn't who it is. I was like, your voicemail literally says your name in it. If you're going to be a manipulative liar, at least have your lies line up. And I was talking to my therapist about that and she goes, yeah, so like PTSD trauma, like, you know, and I was like, um, what? She goes, you know, you acting like that and reacting that way is a form of PTSD. And I was like, no, no. And she was like, yeah, babe, it is. I lost my shit after. I, would, I didn't lose my shit with her, but I lost my shit the second we hung up the phone. I was like, oh, great. No ex, no ex should ever give you PTSD. No ex should ever give you fucking trauma. But we have normalized toxic relationships so much. So much. 
And it has to do with like growing on ourselves and becoming better for ourselves. I told my friend, I was like, the good thing about, you know, you and your boyfriend breaking up is that now you will literally never settle. You never will. You'll never look at a man and see him doing less than the bare minimum and find that attractive or even continuing to talk to them. That's just not going to happen. So I just, it's a lot. There's some memories that I still haven't even recovered because my brain just literally won't let me have access to them. And then randomly one fucking Tuesday morning and I'm like, oh, that happened. That was so fun. That was so cool. And it's sad. It's so sad. But for the girls going through a breakup right now, you got it. You do. You're powerful. Find who you are again. Take yourself on dates. Literally buy yourself. Fucking take a book. Watch, watch a movie. Go to the art museum. Go to the movies and watch a movie that you want to watch because you want to watch it and nobody else is there to tell, you, to tell you that they don't want to watch it. Like, go on walks. Not a hot girl walk, but like a mental toughness walk. Like literally just you, yourself, and your thoughts. You know? Like, not a hot girl walk to, like, burn calories. No. Like, just do it for yourself. Like, it's really hard because when you detach yourself from a relationship that has brought so much trauma and anxieties into your life, no longer having that attachment makes you realize that you seriously have, like, such a weight lifted above you. Like, it's so good. It really is. Like, I haven't talked... This is my second episode, so I haven't talked about my relationship in it. But finding healthy love in a healthy relationship, when you have no idea what it looks like and you've never experienced it, is possibly one of the hardest things to do. It is because most people grow up with divorced parents and an unhealthy relationship with either mom or dad and as a form of like self-harm, they put themselves in these shitty situations with shitty partners. And I'm not just saying that women get shitty men, but men also get really toxic and shitty women. Like, girl, I'll... Girls are a little bit fucked up. I'm not going to lie. We get very revengeful and very toxic and ugly. But I think it takes a true, like, powerful woman to, like, seriously embody who she is inside and out and not apologize for who she is. You know, like, some people, like, being in a toxic relationship but you have to realize like why do you like being in a toxic relationship like seriously why do you like it is it the fighting is it the bickering is it the screaming like what about it is so attractive to you is it that his need for control makes you feel protective like what the fuck is it and then you kind of have to decrypt it and be like oh hmm, interesting and i think it seriously does start with becoming 
independent. Because if you're independent, you don't accept it when somebody says, don't do that. Or somebody says, I don't like that. You're like, okay, cool. I'm sorry you don't like it. You don't want to do this with me? Cool, I'm still going to do it anyways. Like, this is such a shitty, like, not a good example. But I, I asked my boyfriend, I was like, hey, can you go to the nails with me? Get my nails done? And he was like, no, I really don't want to go. And I was like, please, I just want to spend time with you. He was like, no, I really don't want to. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll just go by myself. And I did. And there's been a lot of situations like that where he doesn't want to do something and I do. And so I do it. Or he wants to do something and I don't want to do it. And I'll go or I won't. And then we just like meet up later and find quality time in other moments. And it's just... I think that this episode should really just be dedicated to like the toxic relationships and like just kind of letting you know that you're not alone you're not and if you ever need to reach out I'm here because it sucks but also um take the time like just take a step back and seriously like focus on yourself Like, you know, this podcast is obviously going to be me talking about my struggles and my successes and my ups and downs. And all of that is for the goal of helping people. Like, all of that is for the goal of helping people improve their life. Obviously, I want you to become the baddest fucking person on planet. But you have to start somewhere. And you know, sometimes I'll be screaming. Sometimes I'll, I'll yell. Because I get super passionate about it. Because, you know, I've been super unmotivated and undisciplined. And um, super unhealthy. And, you know, there were days where I couldn't get out of the bed. There was, you know, I literally had to have people take care of me. And one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And so it's like, yeah, absolutely. I want to help people. And I want to help people like literally become the best versions of themselves. Like truly showing you what self-love is. Because after you get into, well, I guess when you get out of an abusive relationship, you kind of don't know what you're doing. Truthfully. A lot of people, it takes a long time to truly love themselves. I've been on my self-love journey, fucking got into the abusive relationship, lost it. And now I'm on this journey of literally becoming disgustingly self-disciplined because I truly believe that self-discipline is the truest form of self-love. And it's hard. It sucks sometimes. It really does. But... It's all about literally becoming better today than you were yesterday, right? So seriously, like, if you're dealing with this, if you're dealing with a breakup, if you're dealing with a, an abusive relationships, and also it took me a long time to even admit I was in an abusive relationship. It took me a long time to even research what a narcissist is because I was scared. I didn't want to know. But I did start researching. I I started reading books on, like, um, 
the psychology and what's going on in their head and how they view the world and how women or how people respond to that. And it's sad and it's hard. But it took me a long time. So if you're like researching, if you're considering it, if some friend says it's toxic, keep that in your head. Don't let it go. Don't dismiss it and stop making excuses for them too. Own up to when they fuck up. Don't make a million excuses just because you love them. There's, I'm very surprised I haven't cried yet, to be honest. I'm a very emotional person, but when it comes to, like, talking about abusive relationships, I more so get very upset, (laughs) and um, I was telling my friend yesterday, I was like, I think that this is, like, the way that abusive relationships end. It's like, it has to get to the absolute fucking worst. It has to be the worst of your mental health, your physical health your body image how you view yourself he has to do the absolute most damage to you for you to leave because if he doesn't then you're going to keep making excuses it's going to keep happening no matter what and so that's a, a pattern i've noticed is that it seriously has to get to the absolute worst then you all break up And I didn't shed a single fucking tear for this man. I did not. Well, he's not even a man. He's like a child. Well, that sounds wrong. He's just like this little fucking boy that needs to be taken care of. God, I hate him. (laughs) But after that, after you break up, it's more so like, like I said before, you're more so relieved than you are sad that it's gone. And then after a few months, you become filled with rage. Like, absolutely filled with rage because you start realizing what you're worth. And then a few months after that, you'll kind of start letting that go. But you won't forget it. And you definitely won't forgive him. And you'll probably still be mad. But... It's not like a normal breakup where you cry and you have to pick yourself up together. Like literally picking yourself up from like a abusive, toxic, narcissistic man is one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. Like it's possibly top two. But the good thing, I hope you got any like something out of like me sharing my story literally anything but if you've ever like had to deal with this absolutely like reach out to me you are not alone um I just I don't know it makes me sad I feel like I've been rambling so much um but no yeah seriously if if you're dealing with it reach out to me and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Next week's episode is going to be a little different. I'm excited about it. I already know what I'm going to talk about. And we'll get back into the rhythm of things. It's just that this week is definitely fucking breakup week. And it's a fucking shit show. But (laughs) 
it's gonna get better and i'm so fucking excited to see these women literally flourish you have no idea how excited i am for that i am so happy i'm so proud of every single one of them because you're gonna go find better you really are and i'm so proud of you and so yeah if you have any questions comments concerns go ahead and email me at um nicole talks three at gmail.com and that's it have a good day guys and again welcome to the fucking revolution